This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you, through your support. Hold on. We're recording this on Halloween. This episode of Says Who is brought to you by Boo! Did I scare you? Oh, I guess not. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. You get me and Maureen coming to you and doing a little something we call the Town Watch. That's if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Honestly, it's a great club. Patreon.com slash says who. Hey, Dan, look at my shirt. You got skeletons on your shirt. Oh, they're doing the trapeze. They're trappy and it's like shiny. I can't tell that part. It's kind of like looking at a webcam here. It's like little sparkly. This is a fancy shirt that I've actually never worn. It's been in my closet for like two years. Well, it's very festive then. Today I got it out, Dan. You've I'm chosen trying. the correct day. I'm trying, Dan. We'll get into my holiday guilt feelings. I um, love it. I am writing a book right now that's coming out next year called Death at Morning House. It's a hell of a mystery. You can't buy it yet, so don't try. And uh, But you can buy <laughs> Truly Devious, The Vanishing Stare, Head on the Wall, The Fox in the Woods, and Nine Liars. Yep. Anywhere books are sold and some places where they are not. Um, if you ask, they might keep them in the back with the special things. And um, that's it. Like, I don't, I write books. Please help me. There you go. If you would like to help Maureen by buying books on the internet, but you don't maybe want to support uh, a terrible person, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop uh, where Maureen's books are available as well as any other book because, you know, buying books on the internet is actually pretty easy. Kickbezosintheballs.org. While you're shopping on the internet, you can also go on over to merch.saysupodcast.com. That is our little web shop. We sell all kinds of great merchandise. And if you're buying things, you can also go to shop.dansinker.com where I have things. Things for made of Dan. Mm-hmm. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Yes. I will have a oh, watch no. a mini whatchamacallit bar or a Charleston well, chew. Well uh, have either of those. Uh, honestly, those are rather difficult to find in fun size anyway. Right. Do you have a mini Toblerone? No, we don't have candy at all. We're right. at McDonald's. We have McDonald's branded food. Right. Uh can I have just can you just drop a fish nugget into my bag here? I got we have chicken pumpkin. nuggets, but not fish nuggets. That's That would be... Right. You would need to go to a Long John Silver's for a fish nugget. There's yeah. one just down the road about a three quarters of a mile. Right. Hey, kid. Uh, happy, happy Halloween. Thanks. Happy Halloween to you, too. Can I take your order now? What are you going as this year? Well, I'm actually working a double shift, so I'm not going to be trick-or-treating. Also, right. I'm older than a normal trick-or-treat age, so I don't really do that anymore. Wish I was trick-or-treating tonight. Not. Well, what do you think you you could, I guess? Be a well, little bit weird, because you, you're a full-grown adult, but... I am. Yeah, see, kid, I, I work for a guy... Mm -hmm. Once candy, okay, like a child, and 
puts ketchup on everything, and... Okay, we do have ketchup. Oh, I know you do, kid. I know you do. I have to spend a lot of time in court now. Mm -hmm. I got to feed him his little candy snacks I got here. I got some Skittles. So it seems like you've already got candy. This is a solved problem. No, I don't have the ones I need, though. I don't have the Whatchamacallits, the mini Toblerones. Or the Charleston shoes. Yeah, those are I, those are going to be very difficult to locate in a fun size. Do you have any saltwater taffy? No. Do you have any finished fish? We have no candy whatsoever. Also, I think you mean Swedish fish. No, he wants finished fish. I'm pretty sure that's not an actual thing. Do you have apples with razor blades in them? That's not a safe. Right. He doesn't eat apples anyway. Well, I guess I'll just go through and back back to my day-to-day going in and out of these courtrooms. Okay. Please drive through then. Kid. Mm, you're not driving through, are you? Do you anything about being a lawyer? No. That's I'll come not in. at all an area that I have any familiarity with whatsoever. That's not a barrier to entry uh, for the people I work with, so uh, I'll be coming in. We'll, we'll talk, kid. You're the sanest person I know. I don't think that that's a good idea. See you in 20 seconds. Happy Halloween! Says boo, the podcast that's spooky. It's true. Oh, it's not a spooky. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. It's not a spooky. I'm a Dan, I'm a Maureen Johnson. It's not a spooky. You look so festive. So, in addition to the shirt with skeletons doing the trapeze that Maureen is talking about, you also mm. look very clean. You've like you've, you've cleaned yourself. What? What? You look all clean and shiny. Clean? Hair's all shiny. Clean? Yeah, you look very clean today. And right behind you is a bowl overwhelmingly full of candy. What do you mean by clean? I'm always clean. You look shiny and new. Like I I have makeup on, I think. Okay, is that it? Yeah, I'm always clean, Dan. I just don't. Okay. Well, you look very fancy today. Well done. Halloween nice. First of all, I got the candy out. Yeah. So I thought it was a lot of candy. I in looking at it today, I think I'm going to get a half hour out of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was going to get more. Now, I have very slightly gone into two of the bags. So I have Mm, depleted. I've depleted partially. And then I ate all the. Um. The Heath bars out of the bigger one. Every kid will be totally fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I love them, so. But, I mean, I got these uh, green-colored Franken-cups. Yeah, those are great. I have these ghoulish green M&M's, Twix, and uh, Snickers. Yeah, they really really figured out their green dye this year. These are the greenish-white Witches Brew Kit Kats. The white... Breaking Bone Kit Kats. Yeah. Mini Skittles. An unopened bag of quick. All that's left in here, but that's not the Heath Bars and just more Franken Cups. So, 
I'm, I am. It's a lot of candy on my That's desk. That's a good spread. That is I, a good spread. That is I, a quality spread. Yeah. You didn't you didn't cheap out on any of that. That is all Halloween specific candy. Yeah, I went for it. Yeah, that's nice. You know why, Dan? I'm feeling I'm feeling I feel good about myself, but a little bad about myself. And can I just talk oh, through it? Sure. I don't feel like I'm celebrating life enough. Like I'm happy. Okay. I'm very mm-hmm. happy all the time and I'm always working, but I just realized yeah. I work through everyone's like, this is what I'm doing for Halloween. I'm doing a dress. I'm like, I don't do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm always here. Right. And I'm always kind of like working through stuff or like okay. for so many reasons, I kind of fell out of the habit of doing bigger stuff. Yeah. And also being in New York, a bunch of people moved away or like, right. so the things got kind of, you know, between COVID, I got sick a long time ago, people moving away and then you just fall into habits and then you're yeah. like me and then you just work all the time. I'm like, what am I doing for Halloween? Sitting my ass here working. Put right. some candy outside the door is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm feeling like I'm not. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm very content. Like, I'm having a good time. Okay. But I want to celebrate more, Dan. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I endorse this way of thinking. I but, think you should. But, Dan, I also mm-hmm. got my copy edit schedule. Okay. So, you guys, this book has to go in. On the 21st of November. No problem. It is going to land on my editor's desk, still like a meteor falling from the sky, still hot. It's just going to crash the window of HarperCollins and just land sizzling on her desk. Yeah. With me just going, good luck with that. And then it gets copy edited and then it comes back to me and my copy edit schedules the 15th of December to the 5th of January. Wow. Otherwise known as Christmas. Uh, and and you will be in the UK for I've, much of that. I fly on the 17th, I believe. Yeah. And well, that seems perfect. So once like we're going to be doing lots and lots of great stuff. But like, yeah. you know, I guess like, like usual, I'm going to be, you know, in a little corner somewhere for a lot of it. Yeah. Just that. Well, like that. I think that you are recognizing the situation and then you just, you know, it's not like anything can be rectified immediately, but kind of seeing like, oh, you know what? I need to prioritize joy a little more or whatever. I am. That's the thing is I'm very joyful on a day to day level. Sure. But you're you're seeing and feeling like, oh, wait a second. I want a fest. Things are missing here. I, I like a fest. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So yeah, that's what, I mean, I, w- I think that's great. You I just, went to the home goods store and I was like, I want to just be the kind of person that makes cookies in the shape of leaves. <laughs> I think you can be that person. I believe in you. Can I? Yes, you can 100% the, be that person. Well, watching the baking show, I want to bake so bad. And I just want to bake everything. But I, then I was like, what am I going to do with all the cookies? Well, you have neighbors, right? Can I just send them to your son at college? Sure. He would love that. We sent him some cookies the other day or the other week, and he keeps talking about it. He's like, they were so good. Maybe it will start Maureen's Cookie Club where Heron says who that if you need cheering up, I'll just bake a bunch of shit and mail it to you. What could go wrong? (laughs) Nothing. That's what. 
but I can't do anything else except this book. Right. You got to get the, through the book. Until the 21st. And then it feels like your 2024 is like, do some reprioritization. Really figure out what works, what what you want to do, what you want to be. I like, I want to, I just want to be this with more parties. Okay. Like more like, woo. Because I that just keep, doable. people are like, I do this, I do that. I go, and I'm like, ah, I got to start doing that. Yeah. I but I have a job that involves a lot of joy, though. So it's like. Well, right. But that doesn't, that doesn't negate the feeling that something's missing. Like, it's totally fine to have a job that it's like, wow, that's awesome. I like but, to decorate. I love to yeah. decorate. I like right. to be in the, I like to be a party setter upper more yeah. than I like to be at the party. <laughs> Man, do I love a setup. You should become a party planner, part-time party planner, full-time author. Maureen's parties. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. It's a good, that's a good name. That's catchy. Maureen's parties. Tells you just what it is. Yeah. I'm Maureen. Yeah. Hi. I'm Maureen. I make, would you like to have a party? I am an author, but I have realized there is a gaping hole in my life. I like to plan and hang out in the kitchen. Do you want me to come and bake stuff for you and plan your party? And then you don't see me. That's what I'm good at. Uh, call me now on the number on your screen so I can come plan your party because guess what? 2024 is coming. None of us are ready. So we need to make joy every day and celebrate because we're on the slide, everybody. Whoop, that's us. Yay, Maureen's parties because 2024 is coming. How's that? I think that you just cut your first your first commercial. Hot damn. If only we were filming video on that. What about Maureen? That was done. Just Maureen and dance parties? No, oh. just you. It's you. I think this it, is all you. I have enough jobs. Oh, come on. You want to start another thing with me? I mean, sure. Let's Sounds do it. Good. Let's do it. I got to write this book down. You want to write this book? for? Yes, look, I've told no! you before. I'll do it. Stop it. It makes my heart Send go. Send it my go. way. It makes my heart do things. I've been checking my email and I keep not getting the, the, the stuff. I might send you sections of it to look at. That's fine. I'm happy to. Let me tell you, you are all festive and nice and it looks sunny and beautiful out there. It's fucking snowing here. Is it? On, on Halloween. I think that's yeah. awesome. It's not that awesome. Our kid is in a, ha, his costume is very thin. Oh. So he's going to be one of those kids on Halloween that's just oh. wearing a winter coat. It's, and got, a or, it's got a, like a turtleneck underneath. His arms are all puffed out from all the shit he's yeah, got on. I think it's not even like turtle, like it's like 30 degrees out and very windy. So it's kind of a bummer. The last few years have been really nice weather wise. And we, um, like 2020, there was no Halloween. But then 21 seemed like, at least in our neighborhood, there was a real decided effort to just kind of move Halloween outside. So you weren't knocking on people's doors and all of that. And it ruled. Honestly, it has, it was the most fun. And uh, I got into like, I put a, a little outdoor fire pit in our front yard, have a little fire going. Uh, we did that in 21 and 22, but this year I think it might be too cold even for sitting around a fire, but maybe the best thing is, is the fire pit that I have is made by a friend's dad. And I think it's just an iron pipe 
that has had some holes drilled in the side for air for like on the bottom for airflow and then has been capped. And so it's just big and rusty and it weighs about a billion pounds. <coughs> and me, genius, I just plop it on the grass and start a fire in it. And so every year there is a circular burn on our on our yard uh, afterwards. But it grows. It grows back. Grass is very resilient. That's the thing that people don't know about grass. You could put something down. I know, but then that's more work. Uh, that's a thing. I got to go out and chop some wood later <laughs> just for this thing. It's a, it's a pretty small pipe, so you have to have these very small pieces of wood. But I don't know. I don't know because it's kind of lousy. But at the same time, I don't really want to answer the door. That's a, such a pain in the ass when you have a dog, as you know. Yeah, I just leave the candy outside and yeah, what happens to it happens. That's why goes so fast. I'm no, uh, listen, I'm no narc, you know, like I'm not, I don't police I the candy. It. Like if you want to, if kids come in and they ca- take away as much as they can carry, I'm all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like we, at our house, we got very excited about Halloween at the beginning of October. And then October, suddenly, like yesterday, it was like, oh shit, tomorrow's Halloween. And then it was like, oh, wow. Like, we bought our candy a billion years ago. Like, we bought the kid's costume a billion years ago. So then it suddenly, like, this feels very perfunctory, in addition to the fact that the weather is real shitty. So, but it'll be fun. It'll be fine. The little one is very excited. He woke up this morning and he was like, I can't wait till after school. And we were like, well, it's going to be cold. He was like, it's fine. Yeah, when all the little kids come out, that's, like... This neighborhood is, it really dresses up and like this part of like New York is really fun on Halloween. There is a, like a bagel shop, a really famous bagel shop you hear that gives every kid a whole bagel in a bag. (laughs) Nothing says Halloween like getting a whole bagel. Listen, you see those kids walking down the street after that, just munching on their bagels. (laughs) Those are good fucking bagels, man. I believe it. I'm sure they're delicious. Dan, I keep, you may see me like I'm tapping my side. I did myself an injury, Dan. What happened? Well, I've been doing a lot of yoga. I've okay. d- I always do yoga, but I've been doing a lot of like to open up my back and hips because I've been sitting so much. Yeah. And it's been great. Like I can tell it's having a big difference and it feels great, but I think I tore something. Oh, no. Because it's a stabbing pain that I've had in my side for like, and I've kind of tried to look and see, and I'm like, I think I know what muscle it is. I, That's not great. I, I I definitely twinged it, but because okay. of the stat, they're like, if you feel a pain, like you're being stabbed in the ribs, you may have torn. So I was like, oh, I think I tore something. Oh, no. I'm going to have to wait to see if it goes away for a couple of days. And if it doesn't, <laughs> because it's not changing. <laughs> okay. It's one of those things not getting worse. Oh, okay. It just is like. Also not getting better. It's not getting better. It's not getting worse. It's just okay. Stasis. Oh, but Dan, I had an exciting morning on Friday. Did you? Yes. So first I went to the pulmonologist. (laughs) Okay. I did all my medical stuff on Friday morning. That's why I'm like, I already had medical morning. I don't have time for anything else. Uh, I had an appointment to see him. I'd gone before, but when I got there, someone had had a medical emergency in the pulmonary lab and they had to push me. So I rescheduled. Okay. So you go in for this test. Yeah. And they put you in it's very beautiful clean lab and they put you in a little box. Okay. Like a little tiny glass box like the size of a phone booth. 
Yeah. And then they, you have to breathe. Like you put something that's like almost like a scuba thing. And you okay. have to breathe into it in certain patterns. And they're like, also, you know, because of the way you do it, it can make you feel light, lightheaded. On rare occasions, people may faint. It's just this weird thing you have to do. And then you have to breathe in these crazy patterns really hard and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it. And all of a sudden, everything went dark. And I went, thump. Oh, no. And I just hit the side. You passed out? You fainted? I blacked out, yeah. But then I came right back up again. That's probably um, not a good sign. No, it's like they're like it's super common actually. They're like we say it's rare, but it's actually super common because basically you they're making you do a breath thing that can make you just pass out. So right. uh, so I passed out really fast and I was like, whoop. And then they and then I woke up, I was being hugged by the nurse who had actually just opened the door and was like, You okay? And she's like, Oh, there you go. We'll get you some water. And then I was right back again. Like I was able to continue okay. with the test within okay. a minute. But uh it was exciting. But I now have did you pass the tests? I have an inhaler now. Oh, look at you. Yep, I used it this morning. Can I tell you about inhalers? Sure. Because our, our teen got uh, diagnosed with some asthma, some seasonal or something asthma, which I will point out now that he lives in Southern California, he has not used his inhaler once, which is remarkable. But a bit ago, he got um, diagnosed with it. And... It was pretty clear for a while, like he needed something to help, you know, help. And I remember as a kid, like there was primatine mist, right? It was like an over-the-counter yeah. inhaler that you could buy. And I remember this because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the movie The Goonies. Mm. And Mikey, played by Sean Austin, uh, the main character of The Goonies, had an inhaler. And I was like, that is the coolest. I want one of those. Uh, but I never did. But you could. I remember being like at the drugstore and being like, can we get one of these so I look like Mikey from the Goonies? It wasn't even my favorite Goonie. My favorite Goonie was Data. But I thought, I thought Mikey was pretty cool with that inhaler. Anyway, point being, inhalers are fucking expensive now. Yeah. Crazy ass expensive. And uh, even with insurance, they are bananas. And so uh, when the teen got the got this prescribed, first time I went, I was like, what the fuck? And uh, how much was it? Oh, I think one hundred and fifty dollars with the insurance. Really? This was 30. Yes. Yeah, so so what kind of inhaler is it? Is it a butyrol? A butyrol, yeah. So the abuterol was cheaper. Right. He got a butyrol and then he got something called Flovent. And Flovent was 150 bucks. I got that when I was in the ER with COVID. They get it was like I got a big old ass, like it's it looks a huge tube. And it has like yeah. a big it looks like something like a steam that would be on a steampunk submarine. It's enormous. Wow. Yeah. No, so this this just looks like a normal inhaler. It um so anyway, so of course me being me. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought you could just buy inhalers like over the counter and shit. Turns out now you can't. And that is because uh, all inhalers had to have some um, propellant removed because it was bad for the ozone or something like that. And at that at that moment, every manufacturer of inhalers was like, this is awesome. Because you know what we get to do? We get to repatent all this shit. So there can't be any generics. There can't be over-the-counters. Blah, blah, blah. We've got this shit on lock for a long time. Um, 
And that's where it all stands now. But I do believe that one of them, because one of his inhalers was super crazy expensive. And then this past year, it went down. And I think that's because it got looped into Obamacare level coverage where it had to be a certain amount or something. Because there was some reason suddenly dropped a major amount. Anyway, I hate healthcare in America, but I'm glad you have an inhaler. Does it help? Uh, I think so. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. But Buterol is the one where you kind of take it when you're, when you feel like you're having a moment. It's not like a take it every day uh, at the same time every day. I was told to take it before stuff happened or if I was just feeling like certain, like after rainstorms, apparently like yeah. that seems to be when it's really. So I took a puff this morning cause I felt yeah. it a little bit when I woke right. up, but it's like, it's a take it when you feel it versus like right. the flow vent was a take it, you know, two puffs in the morning and two puffs in the evening every day, no matter what. Well, you'll be glad to know that asthma is the number one kind of side of uh, just after knock on side effect of COVID. No, I'm sure. Uh, that's what they're seeing. He's like, oh, yeah. It's like, it's very, it's super common now. Yeah. He's like, if you had a propensity towards allergies and, and inflammatory disease before that and you had COVID, then, yeah, like you, then getting asthma afterwards is just something that we're seeing a lot of. Yeah, totally. Fun, fun, fun. Look at but how fun we are. Then I got immediately after both those appointments, I went directly to Walgreens. I got flu here and COVID here. Yeah, you did. The Boom, chunk. double shot. The chunk. Yeah. The uh, I got my COVID. I think I talked about getting my COVID. Oh, I remember I made the COVID appointment on the episode. You did. And then I went with my friend Dylan and we had like a whole fun thing where we went and got pizza slices and then we walked over to the Walgreens. Well, I at the time I had arranged for both a flu and a COVID, but it turned out that for whatever reason, my insurance was not covering flu at Walgreens. You could only get flu at CVS because that... we have the dumbest ass healthcare system in the world. Yeah. Anyway, so I, ne- I never got the flu. And then uh, Janice had made some appointments with our healthcare system, like the, you know, our normal health people, they were doing like a flu, uh, like a flu fair or whatever. And she made an appointment for herself to get a flu shot. And so that inspired me. I was like, oh, right, I need to do that. So I made an appointment to get one at a CVS. And then the day of, they canceled her flu fare because they were understaffed or something like that. And I was like, well, you should come and get a flu shot with me. And so we went on a flu shot date, Maureen, and it was great. See, that's... We had so much fun. We went to the CVS. We got flu shots. Then we bought snacks. This is why, man. But you see, we have a great day to day. Like we're both super happy. Like both Oscar and I make do things we like. Yeah, we make like dinner. We have dinner together side by side every night. Like we're all like we're we're kind of a happy day to day situation. And sure, we're listen books due right before Thanksgiving. We're gonna have actual Thanksgiving. That's fun. And then we're going to England for Christmas. So even though I'll be working throughout it, yeah. It, there, but the thing is, there's lots of downtimes around the holiday. Like everybody's like, I'm stuffed or like we have a two hour break here or whatever. You know, right. there's plenty of times. Also, people just sitting around chilling, reading, petting the yeah. dog, sitting by the fire. That's the thing. When you go to Christmas in England, you actually take a beautiful walk through the forest, come home Here's to the drinks thing, and you'll I just realized. Yeah. I mean, I'm more than happy to write the book. That's yeah. fine. But seems like a better problem solve. I'll just do the edits. 
I got shit going on then. <laughs> We're we are so broke right now. We are not going anywhere for the winter holidays at all. So we're just sitting around for weeks. I'll just do the fucking edit. Send them to me and then you can enjoy yourself. And there England. you go. Send them my way. I rewrite the book. Easy. And edits to a degree that is generally. Um... This is well established says who can in at this point because it comes up every time. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I can do that. Well, Dan, actually, I have a little piece of. There's a lot of world news going on right now, Dan, and we're yeah. not we're not going to talk about the biggest one because what the fuck can we say, really? Yeah. Um, fucking nightmare. Indeed. There is in England right now a COVID inquiry. Oh, really? An inquiry into what exactly happened inside of the UK government during the, the acute COVID period, 2020, yeah. 2021, while Boris Johnson was prime minister. Yeah. And breaking down their responses and um, they're pulling up a lot of people onto the stand who were deep inside the, like high up in his government. But what they've also done is pull all their WhatsApp messages. Oh, fun. And let me tell you, these people were swearing at each other left, right, and center. <laughs> they were mad. They also, even though they were running things, were basically saying, we are, this is a shit show. We, Boris can't run anything. We can't do anything. This is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Yep. I love an inquiry that just reinforces what it was very, very plainly clear from the outside. They just got all their WhatsApp messages, and it's amazing. <laughs> if you want to have a, a pretty interesting time to see what people actually feel like, if you've ever seen the show in the, th the thick of it, which is about, it's sort of like Veep. Yeah. Veep was written by the same people that made the thick of it, which is about what it's like to work for the actual government and the prime minister. Yeah. It, it reads like that. And yesterday, yesterday on the stand, or was it today, was a guy named Dominic Cummings. And Dominic Cummings, very famously, when you weren't supposed to leave the house or go anywhere, when when the UK first was like, we're just nothing is going to close herd immunity, yeah. and then like a day later, they said everything's closing. <laughs> you can't like everything is closing. You can't leave your town. Right. You can only leave your house for an hour a day. You can go out an hour a day for exercise, walk your animal or whatever. But like, if you have to walk your animal, fine. But you can't walk around that much. Right. I mean, it was not just like here where it was like, you can't go in or whatever. It was like, you right. can't not leave in your house. Right. And he famously drove like an hour away from his like, he went to some other town to hang out or something and everyone found out about it and he gave a weird press conference about it in his backyard. Sure. And he was like, I thought I couldn't see right, so I decided to drive a half hour <laughs> if I could see right. Like, it was one of the weirdest things anyone's ever done. Yeah. Well, he was on the stand today and basically complaining about how everybody around him was an idiot. <laughs> so, I Boris mean, Johnson is... Not is, incorrect. I mean, it's... But it's, he also was one. He's a special guy. 
excuse me, I needed a sip of water, but that's okay. Um, yeah, it's pretty fascinating what's going on because they're finding out everything they knew, but they're actually finding out that they were just calling each other some pretty filthy names and saying like, this, this is terrible. We can't run anything. Boris is an idiot. Everything's on fire. So turned out to all be true. But also they also are doing this because while all these things were going on, they were having parties, gatherings. Yeah. They broke the rules so many times that people are, that's the people are like, yeah, we want answers about, we couldn't go see our loved ones. Right. Uh, and, but you were having, but you uh, all were fucking around. You were literally dancing and having wine and cheese and just, yeah. you know, well, Maureen, Speaking of people calling each other names, mm. Mike Pence oh. has announced okay. that he is dropping out of the 2024 presidential race. Like most people, I had forgotten he was in it. Quote, it's become clear to me, he said, this is not my time. To die. <laughs> So after much prayer and deliberation, I've decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Mm. Imagine, Maureen, it just becoming clear to you that it is not Mike Pence's time to be president in the United States. Do you think that when he was thinking about this and his chances, he was thinking about that time that his main opponent, the guy that's in the lead, tried to have him killed publicly. They were going to kill that man, Maureen. They were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill that guy. Yeah, like I, okay, so if if I was running for an office, I was running for like mayor of my little building or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not that funny because I did have that neighbor. But like, if someone had tried to kill me, right, by you know sending a mob after me, and they built a noose, like it was like, yeah, not just one person, but like a whole mob. Yeah, like something like when they like when they broke into Versailles in France during the Revolution and just started carrying off the aristocracy and beheading them and putting yeah. their heads on sticks like puppets. Yeah, like that. Right. Where you didn't get in the car yeah. because you knew that possibly that car was going to take you somewhere where you were going to be killed. Right. Because the yeah. president was like, maybe the mob's going to kill that guy. Right. I don't think I'd run. You know, like that I think is part yeah. of my feeling. I think that, I think you're not wrong. Right. When, when the equation... The equation for anyone running for office is okay. There's a, there's a, there's some people that like me a bunch. I can count on these people. And then there's going to be people that I have to convince to like me. Mm. But I don't think I have to move them that much. When the equation is there is a small handful of people that like me. And then there's a large number of people that literally tried to kill me. Right. I think I can convince them to vote for me when that's the equation that you're starting with. Right. I just don't think you should try it to begin with. Well, I think that another thing is that what 
all politics does this, but especially the Republican Party right now, is lifting some r- real freaks out of secu- out of obscurity. Um, yeah. like we had like, the in twenty sixteen, the big hand reached up down and lifted up Sarah Palin, and we were like, yeah. "Wow, was that twenty sixteen? By the way, have I lost my mind? Or is that twenty twelve? Twenty sixteen. That was twenty twelve. That was twenty twelve. Or was that 08? Palin was was um, was the running mate of uh, McCain. McCain. Wow, wow! I was so off. Like I, my brain just refused to. Then who was the running mate in 2012? That's what I'm now. Yeah. So McCain was 08. So who was it? It was Romney. 12. Was it Romney? Oh, right. Binders. Binders full of women. Who was his yeah, running mate? But who was his running mate? Let's see. Paul Ryan. Oh. Oh. Wow. 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 That really went in the memory hole. Wow. I totally blanked that. Like, that's like it never happened. Holy cow. Wow. Oh, remember he posed for Time Magazine holding all those weights? Oh, that's right. That was the, like, we're going to show him as sort of a sexy, hot, young version. Okay, so we in uh, 2008, there was Sarah Palin. Yeah. Lifted out of obscurity from the the mayor of Wasala, Alaska. Yeah. Shooting wolves out of helicopters, etc. Yeah. So this year we have a collection of real weirdos, but in twenty uh, in twenty sixteen, lifted out of obscurity was Mike Pence, the only guy that kind of would do that would stand with Trump. <laughs> well, hold up. Okay, let's remember that he became Trump's running mate because Paul Manafort lied to Trump and told them that his plane was broken down in I Indianapolis. The, I was thinking about the plane, yeah. And so that enabled them to have a breakfast with Mike Pence because they had gone to visit him and Trump was basically like, nah, that guy's a fucking stiff. I don't want that guy. He wanted uh, Chris Christie to be his running mate. And Paul Manafort was basically like, that's too much kind of New York for uh, this. Chris Christie is not going to play in, you know, among evangelicals and all of that, you know, and this is not going to happen. So he literally faked that the plane couldn't take off so that they could spend more time with Mike Pence and he could make the case to Trump that this was his guy. So it wasn't even really that he was willing to, he was the only guy willing to stand with Trump. Christie was like, thought it was all systems go. And then suddenly it was like, oh, you know what? My plane won't take off, so I got to stay with this guy. So I guess this guy is my running mate now. Yeah. they And what they got was this kind of sentient, vanilla-scented Yankee candle of a man. <laughs> yep. As blank as the day is long. Yeah. And then um, when he didn't do his bidding, they were just going to murder him, and everybody everybody watched. After four years of doing bidding... Mm. He decided that perhaps breaking the Constitution 
was one was his actual step too far. He didn't want a hench. And then they were like, all right, cool. We're going to murder him now. Yeah. Mob, please do the job. <clears throat> well, I I admire his spunk that he wanted to try. <laughs> I, to me, I want to know, and I mm. think I mentioned this when he first announced, who is the advisor in his right. ear? That yeah. was like, hey, dude, you know what you should do? You should run for president. Because I can't help but think there was a moment where he was like, should I? Right. Really? Do I have? I feel like those guys were going to kill me. Yeah. And then somebody had to be like, no, 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 no. They were just looking to hug you. They wanted to hug you real tight. They loved you so much. And they can't wait. They're literally battering down the doors to vote for you. That's what they're doing. And then he was like, I don't know. And they were like, no, really? These guys. Also, can you just just write the check out to cash real quick? Great. I mean, Mike Pence has the charisma of a manila folder. Like he's oh, yeah. just. I mean, that feels like you're kind of giving a little too much credit to the manila folder. He just. He. Yeah, there's just. Um, it. It's hard to find a blanker canvas than Mike Pence. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that he was like, me, me, undecorated, empty whiteboard, me, Mike Pence. Remember when he rode a motorcycle? Oh, God. That's to right. To show he was a real badass? Did you? And the recent picture of him standing in one of those pizza shops talking to three people that weren't yeah. even looking at him? Yeah. To a pizza ranch, man, it's like a Midwestern pizza chain. It's really fun to watch him take a couple, but yeah. uh, it so it turns out he had roughly six hundred and twenty thousand dollars in debt. Mm. He had one point one eight million cash on hand. Just as a as a counterpoint, Trump has about thirty seven million dollars cash in hand. Right, right, right. Uh, driving some of his timing has to be the fact that he had not qualified for the upcoming Republican debate, which incredibly, those are still happening. I mean, we haven't watched them because we don't want to. I mean, I guess yeah. <laughs> if we don't, we don't want why. to. And you can't make us. And no. um, we're not going to learn anything. And it's just we need to keep any reserve of energy we have mm -hmm. for next year because it's a coming. Also, because none of these people matter. No. Like, it's a weird thing because it's as if they have created a system to locate the eight least relevant people in America. The people that are not Donald Trump running for Republican president yeah, fit that bill perfectly. Oh, well, Dan, we're getting a lot of Trump news, though. I mean, we're never without him right now. We are, in fact, never without him. His fraud trial is continuing apace. This week, it's Kids Week, where Dojo, Eric, and Ivanka all are testifying. 
So that should be a bunch of fun. When does she start testifying? I believe that she is supposed to testify on Friday, but I I feel like I saw something just before we signed on to record that she may have had her testimony bumped by a week. Um, She... It's odd to me that it's sort of controversial that she is testifying, but the Trump people seem to believe that because she was at one point a defendant and she was she was she sued to be kind of removed as a defendant and won. And so they seem to somehow believe that that would allow her to not have to testify in a trial, which is weird to me. I'm no legal expert. But I don't think simply being removed as a defendant means that you don't necessarily have to testify in a fraud trial around a business that you ran. No. You're just maybe not liable for it at the end of the day. Anyway, she was named and Trump freaked out on Truth Social. uh, Once again, going uh, off on the judge who just last week had charged him another $10,000 for insulting his clerk. And it was pretty funny because he did it on a break outside to some reporters where he basically was like, this guy's really biased against me. And the person sitting next to him is the most biased of all or whatever. And meaning his clerk came back from break and the, tr- and the judge was like, hey, I want you on the stand. Made him testify about what he just said. <laughs> he claimed that he was talking about Michael Cohen. Trump did not, or the the judge did not believe him, charged him $10,000. Then he spent the whole weekend kind of railing on the judge. And as of now, at least, I have not seen that the judge has charged him even more money, but give it time, I guess. And he testifies next week. He testifies next week? Mm hmm. What's going to happen, Dan? Mm, Don't know. Come on, you're the indictment. Guys, so what's going to well, happen? It's technically not an indictment trial, so I'm out of my jurisdiction. When does your first jurisdiction come in? Well, that's something I've been wrestling with, Maureen. The <laughs> trials, I believe the first actual potential trial is in March. But there's all these little ticky-tack bits of news that keep coming up around this stuff. And I don't, like... The th- I, I'm not sure where my threshold for releasing a newsletter should be on these mm. things because there's stuff that's like, oh, well, that kind of moves a needle, like the various people that have suddenly flipped, right? Like that feels like, oh, that that's that's worth a newsletter. But then it's like it's a news with one bit of news. I'm not sure. It's very complicated. When I stupidly signed up for this gig... I had not really pictured the fact that, A, there would be four of them, and B, they would drag on for years, Man. and C, there would be all these little tiny bits and pieces along the way. It's almost like you just randomly assigned yourself a task like sending, baking a lot of cookies, sending them to random people, and opening up a party planning company. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Right. Sort of like that. But when you put it like that, that sounds fun. You should do that. Does it sound more fun than following a bunch of Donald Trump indictments? Yes. Without a doubt. Baking cookies and planning parties? Yes. So you want to be in- Significantly more so. 
You want to be in Maureen's parties? No, you know why? Because I'm not fun. But you're fun. You're so fun, Dan. Listen to how you're describing you. I'm less than fun. You, Dan, Daniel Sinker, listen to you. You have like, you have the Halloween stuff. You're burning your lawn. You have your taco traditions on Thanksgiving. It's true. You have like, you do so many fun things. All right. Well, that's great. You go to barbecues. You tell people about what you're working on. You made an imaginary town. I did make an imaginary town. You you have all those wires behind you? Uh, a lot of wires. You have so many wires, Dan. Dan, well, I won't have you say otherwise. You're the funnest person I know. Well, that I think that's more of an indictment on the people that you know, quite honestly. I will have you know that I made a cocktail this week and drank it in my house. <laughs> what? That's, there you go. Now that's well, fancy. Well, Maureen Johnson. That's fancy. That is fancy. I want to try to leave us today on a high note. I want a high note. Oh, oh look at that. I want to hear that. That Want to hear a real high one? Sure. Back up. That's not really a note. That's a seagull. It's going to bring the dog in. Yeah, <laughs> something. Uh, at a time, Maureen Johnson, when most news feels pretty darn shitty, here's something good. United Auto Workers just got the biggest wage increase for their workers this century. Fuck yes. After uh, after a pretty great strike action against the big three automakers where they started with one plant per automaker and then basically were like, we're just going to keep making this bigger and bigger. That was a good strategy. But... That follows UPS getting a massive uh, win from their uh, proposed strike. I don't think they ever actually went out on strike, but they had the threat of it. They got a big win. The Writers Guild of America getting massive wins by going out for, you know, the very long time that they were out. Screen actors seem like they're about to wrap up. It has been a pretty incredible moment as hot strike summer moves to better wages fall. I do think the, uh, I don't know about, it feels like the screen actors, they might try to dick around a couple more weeks on that. I I mean, they sure might. I cannot imagine being a, a movie exec at this point. Like, I just read all of these movies that were supposed to come out in 24 are now coming out in 25. Like, yeah. they are looking at years that it's going to take to overcome this. Like, and I guess maybe the argument is they can dick around for another couple of weeks in the hopes to kind of claw back some of that lost profit. But I just don't think they're going to do it anyway. Ah, the UAW uh, deal, Maureen. But Dan, another reason besides the, the importance of the strike action and the really yeah. critical things that they're fighting for, and they are fighting for critical things because they're not getting paid. They're no. not getting, like, they're getting... If you think you're thinking maybe big, rich actors, but like the day to day people, oh, that's yeah. like a very middle class job. And they're getting their pay was decimated. Plus, AI could like strip them basically of everything. Right. right. Uh, also, the bigger stars, if they don't get back into movies soon, they they all start writing children's books. And that has right. to be stopped. Like we that's need true. to get them back into some superhero types or else they're going to be writing stories about fucking pandas making friends with rocks. Or whatever the fuck it is they do. The happy picnic basket. Mr. Hippo takes a fall. Like, whatever. 
I mean, you have just come up with three killer concepts right there. Copyright that shit now. That's, I mean, there's nothing quite like a a celebrity writing a children's picture book. It's I want to just... read. I want to read the Happy Picnic Basket now. I just read the best children's book. Yeah, it's about a girl who makes fr- best friends with a skull. <laughs> so good. good. That's pretty good. Well, but Maureen, the United Auto Workers deal. All three major auto workers in, agreed to a twenty-five percent hourly wage increase over the next four years. That includes an 11% bump after the first year. That's like big-ass shit. According to Bloomberg, even before the the United Auto Workers thing, unions across the country had already won their members 6.6% raises on average in 2023, the biggest bump in more than three decades. Collective action fucking works, Maureen. It's great. Yes, you need to shut it down. Yeah. It's 2023. We're going into 2024. No more half measures. Yeah. My favorite thing yesterday when the deal was announced, the United Auto Workers uh, put out a statement saying like, hey, you know what? All other unions should shift their contract dates to the same as ours. That way, when your contract's up, so's everyone else's. Let's do this. Like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Amazing shit right there. Yep. Anyway, that to me, that's my glimmer of hope in all this bullshit that we're living through right now. Dan, I was doing something on Instagram the other day and it, you know, uh, the algorithms, they feed you various videos and one must have been like, you live in New York, want to see this asshole's apartment? And then he just walked you through his apartment that costs, I believe it's $89,000 a month to rent or something like that. Maybe it's more than that. Um, But it's just some some jag off walk around like here's the favorite part here's my ba-, you know it, and I was then you see him and he's just some some tech bro and you're like yeah we have burn it all down like it's not it's not it's okay done. yeah it's done well Maureen Johnson what says who is made possible by you scissors know, out. going into her drawer. Through What's your that? support of our page, I want some candy. Seeing your big bowl of candy makes me want to have candy. Also, it makes me wonder where our Halloween bowl is. I just want to see if it actually, you, you keep talking to see what, if all it right. all fits. It's made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where uh, pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again in a little thing we call the Town Watch, which is looser and only half an hour. And that's if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Thanks, Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter, at Says Who at omfg.town on Mastodon. You can email at hey, that's H-E-Y, at Says Who Podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join a fan-run Discord server, there's also tinyurl.com slash says who Discord, and you can spread the word, subscribe, and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen, and you can join us next Wednesday. That is November 8th, which is wild. No. For our very next episode. 
from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. Two more bags. Maureen is still putting bags of candy into her trick-or-treat bowl. Oh, what was that? These are white Kit Kats. Oh, white Kit Kats. Okay. And then the last thing are these Skittles. Here's the thing I'll say about Maureen Johnson's candy bowl. She bought all the actual Halloween-themed candy. She didn't just buy a thing of... A thing, a thing. Yeah. Well, now she's it, pouring skin, well, here's and those are just normals. Ghoulish green Twix. Yeah, ghoulish green Twix. I want one of those each. Every kid's going to be into that stuff. Kids like Skittles. I hate Skittles, but kids like Skittles. Yeah, kids do like Skittles. The little one loves himself some Skittles. He likes gummy candies, generally. I was really hoping I'd get more than one fill of this. Yeah, that is a very big bowl, and it is a very full bowl. There is a lot of candy in that bowl, Maureen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm worried it's not enough, but... Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't want to run out. But it's a pretty, You'll be fine. Like, Except that's a, that the first kid that walks up is just picking up that whole bowl and pouring it into their bag. Maybe when I go out later, I'll buy some more. What you might want to do is just uh, kind of have, like, three helpings where you, like, don't have all of your candy in the bowl at one shot. Mm. That way you can kind of fill it a couple more times. All right, I'm going to put some back in this bag. I want you to tell me when you think some random candy here. Just put... Oh, boy. Get all the... Like, I would take, you know, take a third out, and then you've got a, then you've got the ability to put some more in. That's how I would do it. Like that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that bowl looks still heaping full of candy. I just want the kids to have candy. I get it. What kind of year the kids' children should have candy? It's true. In there, right? Okay. Yeah, you look great. That great. looks great. Great. I wonder where my Halloween bowl is. I dropped some whoppers. Mm. Get in there, whoppers. All right. Well, you need to just sign on out there, Maureen. So, if you need any candy, says who I got. These green Twix look fun. Kids will like that. The bones. Look at the these kids are going to like every single one of those. Look at those witches brew Kit Kat. Yeah. I'm going to keep one of those. Just one for myself. I just want to see it. That's all. That's all I'm keeping. Okay. There. You want some candy, Dan? I do. Very right. much so. This is good. Is that good? That was great. It was, you sounded like an angel. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm having a mental episode. I haven't been away from my desk in a long time, Dan. And Perfect. I think I thought for a minute that that's technically how you say goodbye. And I did butterfly hands next to my head. Yeah. During a... Yeah. I need help.